0: Good morning. Welcome to the Market in Minutes Podcast. My name is Patrick Laffin, and today is Tuesday, September 20th, 2022. All right. So let's get started by taking a look back at performance from yesterday. The NASDAQ finished up a 0.76%. The S&P 500 finished up 0.69%. The Dow Jones Industrial Average finished up 0.64%. And lastly, the Russell 2000 ended the day up 0.79%. In terms of sector performance, the best performing sectors yesterday were materials and consumer discretionary. Materials finished up 1.63% followed by consumer discretionary, which ended the day up 1.35%. The worst performing sectors yesterday were healthcare and real estate. Healthcare finished down 0.54%, followed by real estate, which ended the day down 0.21%. The market finished higher yesterday in a volatile trading session as investors wait to see how aggressively the Fed will hike interest rates during their two-day policy meeting, which kicks off today. But before we get into all the action from the trading day yesterday, the morning started with the release of some economic data. Now, the data was limited to the September NAHB, or National Association of Home Builders, Housing Market Index, which came in at 46 after a prior reading of 49. A number below 50 is indicative of decline, so the housing market index is officially in decline, but that really isn't a shock to anyone paying attention to the economy lately. So really a non-factor day in terms of economic data, and the release likely had little to no impact on performance yesterday. But speaking of performance, it was a volatile but fairly uneventful session. The market opened with some follow-through selling interest from the end of last week, which resulted in the S&P 500 flirting with Friday's low of 38.37. Luckily, though, the market found some support testing Friday's lows and bounced higher in the morning before retreating a bit right around noontime. The market then traded sideways for most of the afternoon before catching a bid in the final hour of trading, led by a rally in the mega cap names. And this end-of-the-day bump allowed the market to break out of the narrow trading range it had spent the majority of the day in, and allowed the S&P 500 to test the 3,900 level where it found some resistance and ultimately settled the day at around 38.99. Now, when you look at the final prints, it appears to be a decent start to the new week as the major averages squeezed out decent gains, but underneath the surface, it was a mixed day. Treasury yields reached their highest level in over 10 years as the two-year Treasury yield reached 3.97%, before ending the day at around 3.94%, which is the highest yield for the two-year treasury since 2007. Meanwhile, the 10-year treasury yield reached 3.51% before ending the day at around 3.49%, which is the highest yield for the 10-year since 2011. Further adding to the mixed narrative was the fact that decliners outpaced advancers by a 4-3 to margin at the NASDAQ, while advancers led decliners by a roughly three-to-two margin at the New York Stock Exchange, but as I mentioned, overall market performance benefited from a push in the last hour by the mega-cap names: Facebook, Apple, Amazon, Netflix, and Tesla. All had a strong run in the last hour, and all finished the day up at least a percent. All in all, nine of the eleven sectors finished higher, with gains ranging from Energy's zero point zero eight percent gain to materials gain of 1.6%. So in conclusion, it was a volatile yet quieter day for the market with some obvious hesitation in play ahead of the Fed's meeting, which kicks off today. And expect volatility and hesitation to both be in play until we hear from Powell on Wednesday. Until then, regardless of what happens, as always, I'll be sure to keep you updated. Moving on to headlines... The big news story yesterday was, of course, the Queen's funeral, and it was a huge deal. Leaders from almost 200 countries and territories attended, including over 500 foreign dignitaries and 90 presidents and prime ministers. Almost everything in the UK was shut down, including banks, schools, sports, stores, and businesses. In addition, it was the largest security detail deployed in the UK since World War II. Early estimates are that between 1.9 and 4 billion viewers around the globe tuned into the funeral. And that's not counting the 1 million people that attended live. And if those ranges are correct, it will easily be the most watched event in television history. Elsewhere. Over the weekend, the options platform Unusual Whales announced that they are planning to launch two new ETFs in the coming months, and what makes this newsworthy is that the new ETFs will track the trades of congressional representatives. So the company will launch two products divided along party lines, with a Democrat and Republican version. The company stated that the goal of the funds is to let people follow and mimic Congress's trades without having to dig through all the disclosures and that the company will build portfolios based on the 300 to 600 investments to close by lawmakers and their families. But the bigger story here is that the ETF reflects the rising frustration and disgust among Americans that politicians are able to trade stocks while enacting laws and having inside knowledge that affects the market as a whole. So interesting story there. Elsewhere, over the weekend, the German government seized three Russian-owned oil refineries, saying it had temporarily put itself in charge of Russian oil giant Rosenfeld's local entities. Now, the move escalates the German conflict with Vladimir Putin that began in response to Russia's invasion of Ukraine. The country is attempting to plan for the effects of an EU-wide embargo on Russian oil, which will go into effect on January 1st. So a fairly interesting move by Germany there. And lastly, The Phantom of the Opera, which is the longest-running show in Broadway history, announced it would be ending its epic run for good in February, following its 35th anniversary. Now, the play opened in 1988 and has been seen by over 20 million people since then. And not only is it the longest-running, it's also the highest-grossing Broadway play of all time, grossing over $1.3 billion. And speaking of endings, we'll end today as we always do by taking a look back at some famous historic events from September 20th of the past. Now, September 20th was definitely a slower day, but there were a couple of interesting occurrences. First, in 1933, the Pittsburgh Steelers played their first game against the New York Giants. Four years later, in 1937, J.R.R. Tolkien published The Hobbit, his first installment in the Lord of the Rings franchise. And lastly, in 2001, we had two historic events occur. On September 20th, the stock market posted its largest weekly loss since the Great Depression. And later that night, in a joint address to Congress and the American people, President George W. Bush declared the war on terror. So, with that, I hope everyone has a great day. I am Patrick Lathan, and this is the Market in Minutes podcast. Please note the content of this podcast is for informational and educational purposes only. It is not a recommendation of any specific investment product, strategy, or decision. It is not intended to suggest taking or refraining from any course of action. It is not intended to address the needs, circumstances, or investment objectives of any specific investor.